live from our respective apartments, it's Just Meaningful Plastic. Here are the hosts and judges, Kitty Claire Narber and Chris Darkham Dance Master. Chris, welcome back to Just Meaningful Plastic, a Dancing with the Stars retrospective podcast. We are in the quarter and semifinals, season seven, weeks eight and nine. Am I saying that so it'll maybe stick out in my brain a little bit more? Maybe. (laughs) I don't know. How are we doing? Good vibes only. Is that specifically from something? Because this is the second time you said it. No, I was just saying good vibes only. That's the that's the brand we're going in with. And that's what we're going to do. Yep. We had Katie's nightmare a couple weeks ago. It's good vibes only from here on out. And why do you assume that everything I'm saying is some obscure, dumb reference that nobody would ever know? Yeah, it's so shocking that I would question that because that's so unlike you to ever constantly reference obscure clips that I only see because you retweet them on Twitter. It's interesting. It's an interesting thing. My little Stewie Stewie. (laughs) You know, I really love that that plays with no explanation because it makes me laugh. I'm just like, nobody else will laugh at all because we don't even try to explain it. So it just becomes an impenetrable inside joke, which is really beneficial for a podcast. Well, it makes our friendship better. Does it? Does this really benefit our friendship? I mean, I like having inside jokes with you. I do too. And I will say, I have listened to City Mouse so many times. I haven't listened to it in a week, but I think I listened to it approximately five to six times last week. So, my number's up there. It, like, last night before going out to meet that person on a date, uh, I literally was listening to City Mouse was, like, my pump-up jam. <laughs> I was just going to say, is that your pump-up go-to now? Oh, of course not, because then it was Carly Rae Jepsen. Oh, naturally do you have like a go-to either like album or artist that like just like I have a go-to where it's like if I am in a bad mood and I am desperately trying to get myself out of it I have a go-to that can immediately turn my mood around once I get through the album not necessarily but I have a number of songs that I will be like we'll put this on and sometimes even as I'm playing them I'll just be I'm not in this. I, I can't do this right now. But I will yeah. lip sync to a lot of, like, my songs. Yeah. So I will kind of fake it until I Make can't. It. Yeah. I, like, when I'm leaving work a lot of times, I'm just like, okay, work is done. Here we go. I will put on, this is so stupid. I'll put on a lot of, like, belting musical theater songs. So Define Gravity gets, pl- like, yeah. blared out of my car windows a lot. Uh, Barbara Streisand. A lot of different yes. things. Excuse me. Barbara Streisand. Uh, anyway. I'll give you one guess. No, I'll give you two guesses as to what my go-to. It's an album. I will, I will clarify that it's an album. 1989? I don't know. I'm just thinking basic things. Nope, not 1989. Let's guess number one. 1989 is a 
like perfect album. A, a wonderful album, yes. Is it something that I should guess really easily? I think once I say it, you'll be like, that really makes sense. But I could understand why it might not be at the forefront of your mind. I don't know. I I don't even know what to make as a second guess. Whatever album Chandelier comes from. <laughs> um, my go-to is One Direction's first studio. Oh, of course. Of course it is. It- That's what I was like. The minute I say it, you're going to be annoyed. But like, of course it is. I'm so annoyed that it it's not what I first thought of. Yeah. Anyway. It's the quarterfinals. That was. And there's good vibes only in these quarter and semifinals. Oh, wait. Did I say good? I meant unmemorable. Unmemorable vibes only. I mean, you are really not wrong. You basically just nailed it on the head right there. So let's start out with our first eliminated couple, Unfortunately, Miss Cheryl Burke does not see a finale, and we need to start off with Maurice Green and his partner, Cheryl Motherforkin Burke. Their fifth place finish begins with a quick step. I mean, this is one of those ones where it's like, it's fine. Uh, Yes. I think it got better as it went along, but... Like, at the beginning, I just was not really into it. I thought his frame, I really was hoping that you, like, remember his frame. His one arm felt so bent. I referred to them as T-Rex arms. Yeah, they just looked horrible. And I, I mean, it was an impressive routine because they used every inch of the floor They were very high energy, but he really did not look right. Like, he had the T-Rex arms. He looked heavy on his feet. It was in a dance where, like, your upper body is supposed to not move, and it's supposed to look, you know, basically, like, statue-esque. It's like, sure, maybe he did that, but because it looked so wrong, I just couldn't even tell you if he did that well. He had a lot of control, but it just wasn't big enough in a weird way yes and maybe it's because his arms were wonky it just he has shown a lot of improvement in terms of his dancing Mm -hmm. over the season in a lot of ways and yet i still somehow left disappointed and just wanting more from him in this one yeah i would agree and it's all eights for 24 Great. We are just after one dance of like, wow, we're at a great pace. <laughs> we are killing it. Their second dance of the night is a Paso Doble. Okay. In week eight, their second dance was supposed to feature a 15 <laughs> second solo <laughs> of the contestant. Some of them were different than others Mm -hmm. and you might think a solo in a pasta doble that's gonna be so easy for a male solo because let's do cape work in practice 15 seconds of the same cape move over and over and over is not particularly exciting to watch okay but it was like mesmerizing i got bored because it was flashing lights and 
He's just a moving cape. that cape back and forth and back and forth and back and forth, and it never changed. And I was like, okay. Okay. A little bit of a different read. I mean, I agree with everything you're saying, but I wasn't necessarily sitting there going, okay. I was like, wow, okay. I'm mesmerized by this. I was bored. <laughs> well, that feels about right for us. <laughs> I think his chest might have been too far forward, and I just... I I have a different read. I didn't think his chest was open (laughs) enough. I felt anxious watching him. Like, I felt like he just exuded such an anxious energy, and his chest was too far forward, and he didn't look quite right, but apparently you thought he looked better than I did. Well, no. I I thought there was a problem, but as you say that, when the way... In this audio medium, the way that Katie moved her chest forward is like, okay, that actually might fit with what I'm saying because I needed him to like expand and open up. And if his chest is forward, then his arms look back and not out. So maybe that's what I needed. So maybe we're both right. But for me, it didn't feel as though his chest was expanded enough. Mm-hmm. I can see what you're saying. And I think as we're both doing the move, <laughs> I think we're both like, oh, yeah, no, I get this. <laughs> can't you tell that we're doing the move on this audio medium? Well, I can't figure out. For some reason, my arms are so sore. And I, I hope it wasn't from doing just an hour or an hour and a half of flag football yesterday. I hope I'm not that sore from that. That would be really sad. I couldn't tell if you were fishing for a compliment of me being like, no, that's so impressive. I didn't no, know. What no, we going that's me here. saying, why am I like having problems expanding my arms out? That's yeah. not looking for a compliment. That's what's wrong with me. If I was fishing for a compliment, I would tell you how long and how quickly I ran today, but I'm not going to do that. You did run pretty quickly, because when I texted you that I was almost home, you said you had a couple miles left, and you were done not too long after that. It was a half hour. (laughs) It felt shorter. And it turns out it was, like, more miles than I thought it was. Ayo, go off, king! Okay, well, funny, because Maurice could run circles around you. Oh, Maurice (laughs) could run circles around me. (laughs) It just, it was so weird that he had just done a pasta doble in the team dance, and now here he is doing another one. Yeah. And it wasn't, uh, you know, I did not like him very much in the team dance. I thought he was carried. And this. It turns out he was. (laughs) It's verified for us. Another dance of all eights for him. He sees 24 out of 30 and a 48 out of 60 on the night. That is the end of Maurice Green's run on Dancing with the Stars. Katie, final thoughts? I enjoyed the energy that he brought. I enjoyed getting to know him. I think that he showed flashes of promise. I don't know a lot of the contestants this season. It feels like struggled with consistency, but... It was it was a joy to have him in the ballroom for as long as we did. I am ultimately happy he made it as far as he did. And I think he and Cheryl had a great partnership. Mm-hmm. I was never thrilled by him. But like you said, 
It's just that he wasn't always consistent. But he was mm-hmm. fun. Glad he was here. He's somebody that I probably won't remember was on Dancing with the Stars. And eventually I'll say, I don't know who that is. I don't know what he's famous for. So thank you for being here, Maurice Green. Thank you. Fastest man in the world at one time. For a time. Then there was the fourth place finisher. First up with his partner, Edita Slavinska, it's Hannah Montana star Cody Lindley. Katie, are you surprised that he came in fourth? Kind (laughs) of. You thought he was going to make it on? No, not. I mean, I just, when I like look back at the season as a whole, it's like kind of surprised he makes it as far as he does. But I am, I understand why he went home fourth and he shouldn't have moved on. Not to spoil all of my thoughts on his dances for these two weeks, but it's an interesting... Oh, okay. We're just going to get into it. So he does the Foxtrot first. It was fine. It had good fluidity. It had good rise and fall. They looked good together. But he just doesn't quite look right doing it. And I am going to say that about all of his dances, to be honest. Because I really was reflecting watching his dances. Mm -hmm. And this one really highlighted for me. He is an 18-year-old doing this with older partners both times. Yeah. But he just looks a little out of place doing some of this. He's He doesn't quite have the body yet for to match these styles that he should be matching. He he looks like not quite suave enough, a little too spastic in the foxtrot. Yes. And yes. I really noticed in week nine, but he is a twink of the highest proportions. His limbs are so spindly. He's like a green bean. So trying to do these moves of put your arm out and have a strong hold to it, do this and don't just like, throw it out, fling it, whatever. All of it just looks so weak. It's so twinky. And that's not on a foxtrot. He needs more firmness. Power Power is probably better, but that's, that's what it is. I hate to say age is a restriction for him in the ballroom, but it is. And, it's i don't know you can't fix that you know obviously age he needs to bulk up that's what he needs he needs to bulk up and mature up hopefully he's been able to do that in the last 15 years yeah sorry cody um i will say too his his fingers were really spaced out on her back and that was really drawing my attention during the Foxtrot. So I think their hold was okay, but the spaced out fingers on her back, just it's it's just little things like that, that you're just like, okay, you just don't look quite right in what you're doing. Meanwhile, let's talk about something really important. I could watch Edita dance a Foxtrot all day. Oh and my god. I... I told myself I wasn't going to get all that emotional about this, but because this isn't Edita's swan song no. on the show. 
She has three more seasons and then her eventual return with Geraldo. Unfortunately, can I spoil something about Edita Slavinska? I already know it, so yes, you can. Following these two dances she does with Cody, and minus the Geraldo dance, or dances, I don't remember if it's one or two, she only has 12 dances left on the show. Mm-hmm. It's just plastic, but it means so much. I love watching her dance. I know! I love what she brings to the ballroom every time. Watching her do the foxtrot, it looked so natural. It looked beautiful. It was everything. Watching her do the mambo in a couple minutes. It is so entertaining and exciting to watch her and to know she's not going to get partners worthy of her skills and she is only going to do 12 more routines. She deserves the world. Yep. She deserves... She deserves the world. I hope she goes on to... (gasps) Katie, how have we not talked about this? This is old news when you're listening on Just Meaningful Plastic. Mm -hmm. But this week... Dancing with the Stars is moving off of ABC. I know. And so if we'll start by explaining the story and then I'll talk about why I'm mad. And you're about to get blindsided, just so you know, redhead. Okay. So redhead. They announced that Dancing with the Stars is moving to Disney Plus. It is going to be moving Mm -hmm. off of ABC. That in part makes it possible for ABC to air Monday Night Football again, which it hasn't done since 2004, 2005. Um, And it means that Dancing with the Stars is being renewed for two full seasons, but it's going to be airing live on Disney+, Plus, which is something incredibly different. We'll see how that goes. Katie, I tried to call you several times to talk about this news, and you never once picked up the phone. Okay, I think you called me twice. I think I called you three times. I'm pretty sure it was twice. One of them was when I was working. One of them... Oh, no, you did call me back, like, twice last night when I was... Okay, yeah, no, I think it... It might actually be four times. Anyway... (laughs) Yeah, I just have so many thoughts, and I don't quite know where I land emotionally about this news. Just kill it. That's, like, how I feel, too, is because... Who are they going to attract to go on Disney Plus? Like, I... It feels like they are, like, sending it there to die, and it's, like... Then just end it. Like, then why are we even doing this? I The only thing I could think of is that, like, it's going to attract the older generation. But they're not going to, like, they're not going to go get a smart TV so they can get the app so they can watch the shit. Like, no, like, I don't understand exactly who they're attracting or how this is going to. I I don't get it. I don't like, get it. what celebrities, and I know we always make fun of the D-list celebrities that Dancing with the Stars often gets, 
in this era. But who's going to agree to say, oh, I'll do it on Disney Plus, not ABC? Is Tyra going over to Disney Plus? I have no idea. I, and I... If I'm Tyra, I can't imagine that I want to go to Disney no. Plus. No. I'm questioning, like, how many of the, like, the pros are all, like, sharing it with just, like, very generic, like, wow, so exciting with an exclamation mark. And I'm like, are, like, how many of the pros will make the move? Like, I think if you're a pro, you take the deal because they're still going to offer you the money. Yes, yes. I, uh, to be honest, if I'm a pro, I would probably see this as okay, the show is going to die after two more seasons, but I'm going to follow it and I'm going to take the cash. Yeah. That's what I would do. That's what I would do too. I'm glad we got to have this reaction on the pod instead of you answering my phone calls. Well, you never left a voicemail. In a perfect world, you hadn't seen the news, so I could have broken it to you and I wanted your live reaction. No, I... Chris, I am on the French Fairy Gem Hunters Facebook page, just like you. But if you were working and couldn't accept my phone call, then how did you see it on Facebook? Well, maybe then. Actually, I do think on that first phone call, you would have broken the news to me. I don't think I would have seen it. I was just hoping our lunch breaks lined up. Apparently they didn't. What dance were we talking about? Oh, Cody's Foxtrot. Straight eight, 24. All right. Yeah. Um, Cody and Edita dance a mambo. Farewell to Edita on the season. It started really well. He Im- almost immediately lost timing thereafter. Yep. His solo was It was barely- a slow song for a mambo. Yeah, it was. And then he dances his solo, his very mambo-heavy solo. It's just weird. He gets weirdly intense with it. He jumps up on the table. It just was a weird... He's basically just doing 18-year-old dance moves, not a mambo. Yeah. Play to his strengths, I guess, but... I just don't understand him. And then I think to myself, well, he's 18 years old. You were an 18-year-old boy once. And and that's all I can say. <laughs> How enlightening. I mean, it was just, his solo gets weird. I feel like he's not sure what to do with his face. It was just an odd dance. And the judges all basically say that. Like, the judges are not complimentary of this mambo. But they don't score it super low. It's all eights, 24, 48 out of 60. Samantha makes a couple references to, oh, Cody, how does it feel to dance with such a beautiful woman who's basically naked? And that really seems to make Edita uncomfortable for the next few minutes. Yes, noticeably. I felt really strange. Especially because Edita, like... Does it like not that she ever is met with harsh criticism, but it seems like she's always like she'll, you know, I mean, how many times have we raved about her? Like she'll give back and she'll like she'll go with things. So it felt weird to see her become noticeably uncomfortable. Well, it's it's just strange because the way Samantha phrases it is like a nearly naked woman. 
Yes. Edita has material on her body. Yes. So it just seems, and I think Edita is like, he is an 18-year-old boy. Please do not answer this question. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, she tells him not to answer it, but... Yeah. And then in week nine, Julianne comes back. And it is fun. Here's the thing. I like Julianne, it turns out. Julianne shows up, and I'm like, oh, what fun energy she has. This is enjoyable. She's not Edita, but it's nice. <laughs> what did you think of their military-esque Paso Doble? Uh, I didn't get the theme. I just was like, I don't know why we're doing this pinup 1920s Navy theme for a Paso Doble. Um, his timing got off. Shocking. Yes, it did. He he doesn't look quite right. No, Shocking, I know. He's trying for posture, but it doesn't feel right. His knees down the floor were cool, but I just didn't get it. There were some weird moments where it looked like they were doing in sync moves, and then they were both doing little variations on them. Like a moment yes. where they both leap into the air and Julianne spins, he doesn't. They have a moment where they both, like, flare their arms out, but hers are shaped differently than his. And I could yes. not tell if they were supposed to be doing the same thing or if those little variations were supposed to be there. Because... I completely agree. It didn't... It didn't work for me. The judges kind of dismiss it as robotic, and that's what I got from it. An 8, a 7, and a 7, 22 out of 30. Cody and Julianne's final dance of the season is a salsa. It had some flashy moments that were kind of cool. There were a couple of lifts that I thought were well done. There was one really cool lift where she like flipped into him and then he raises her up. But then getting out of that lift, it was a little wonky. So it was it was just hard. It's like I did think he had good hips. But he just, he looked wooden and stiff. He just didn't look quite right. And again, his timing was noticeably off. And so I was just like, God, like you made it this far. And it just, I don't remember feeling like you had all of the, like I never felt like your other dances were riddled with mistakes. And these ones, I do. I agree that a lot of those lifts were wild. Mm -hmm. Uh, But at the same time, Sometimes getting in and getting out, I couldn't tell if they were weird and wonky or if that's how they were supposed to look. It, it's it's the theme of him, of I can't tell if this is right or not. Which is a strange, strange way to watch dances. Yes, I completely agree. This salsa was fun. It pales in comparison to a salsa that comes right before it, which we'll talk about. Yep. And once again, his moves just don't look supported enough. They don't look strong and grounded. That's a good way of saying it. He's too spindly. Go to the gym. Not, Not the idiomatic gym. Go to the actual gym. Lift some weights. And then become a dancer. Yeah, Cody. All eights for a 24, which gives them a 46 out of 60 in week nine. And they are the ones to fall 
right before the finale. Would you like to eulogize him? Bye bye. Shrug is about right. Yep. I did love that he got to dance with Edita. And I did love that he got to dance with Julianne. Basically, I liked his partners. The end. I think we've said enough. And now we have three remaining finalists. Mm -hmm. Going into the finale. It's very exciting. We have two couples tied. And one couple with a big lead. A giant lead. And you'll never believe who it is. So we'll begin with the first of the tied couples. It is NFL star Warren Sapp. Katie, can I just say, I think I'm all in on Warren Sapp. I am all in on him in a way that the NFL players I usually don't allow myself to be other than maybe Jason Taylor. And I think Edita had a lot to do with that. Does Kim have a lot to do with this? Maybe. I'm but like I love surprised him. at this. I am <laughs> really surprised at this. I love him. Am I going to be as complimentary on all of his dances in these two weeks? Maybe not. But I love him. Okay. Okay. Well, now I'm a little bit nervous because I feel like I am souring is not the right word. Okay. I wasn't, <laughs> no, I'm so scared now. I wasn't expecting you to be in love with them. Um, so, <laughs> um, so. I know I Warren just... is not my type to be in love with. So this is yeah. a wild turn of events. Yeah, and I feel like I was pretty gung-ho about him earlier, but, like, I am just going to be honest. I don't feel like there's anyone that I'm all in on, and I feel like everyone is leaving me, like, a little bit disappointed in certain areas. And so, like, I felt like his packages were not super complimentary of him, And at some points, just some of it, I was like, ooh, I'm a little, like, I feel a little uncomfortable at some parts. But, like, because he glimmers and shines in the live show, I was wanting to see a little bit more of that in the rehearsal packages. And I wasn't seeing it. And then some of the dances were not, like, fabulous. So it just, I'm I'm in a weird spot with Warren. I I will say... My all-in on him is relative, because I do agree, this season, I don't love anybody the way that I have loved some pairings in the past. Yes. I, basically, I can see why this is a season that just feels, it's another one where it's there. Yeah. This feels like another season five, in a way. Yes. And I think some of that is... The judges, too, because as we've talked previously, so complimentary, so, like, effusive in their praise, and then you see straight eights. And you're like, Mm -hmm. okay, well, you gave no tips, you gave no critique, you said you loved it, and then you gave it a five, so what am I supposed to make of this? I agree, but I think it's also, there has been a lot of inconsistent dancing, and even the good dances, a lot of times I'm left being... 
there might Bored. be one or two things I need different or I need yeah. a little bit more. So it's it's hard to say. This All tango this, to this say. tango is great. Yep, all of this to say, I loved his tango. <laughs> she looks great, he yes. looks great, and they are dialed into one another. If you want to look for chemistry, look at Warren and Kim dancing the tango. It's incredible. They are so connected. They are dialed in on each other, exactly as you just said. I loved the move where they were just essentially pushing each other's legs higher. It was it was mm-hmm. so inventive. It was such a fun dance. I could have used a hair, more body contact, and I think some of his footwork could have been a tiny bit sharper, but this was incredible. And the crowd ate it up. He just has such an X factor about him. Yes. My favorite moment of this dance, there was a moment, and I went back and I watched it several, several times. There's just this tiny little moment. Nothing is really happening, but he all of a sudden starts to break out in a smile and then goes right back to serious face. And you're just like, he clearly knows he's nailing this and is having so much fun doing it. Yes. And I wondered because at first I thought, did he maybe stumble or make a small mistake? And he started to laugh about it and then just dialed back in. But I don't see any mistake. So it makes me think he's just really enjoying himself. And it was a moment that I found so adorable and I just really liked it. He's got it. He's got it. He's got it. He's got it. This dance has a 10 from Carrie Ann, 9 from the boys, 28 out of 30. And then for his second round dance, he dances a jive. My expectations were so high for this. I know. I think that that played against him when I was watching yeah. it. Because he was so fun. He is so much more flexible than you expected. Yeah. It's just... I didn't like his vest. And that costuming didn't help him because it highlighted just how all over the place his shoulders were going. Yep. And, like, where were the kicks? Like, I... I thought they were there! I did not think they were there. I thought it was an impressive routine. I thought he never stopped moving. And, like, maybe that's why you think there were kicks. But, Christopher, there were no kicks. There was just a lot of movement. It felt like there were kicks. Emotionally, it did not feel like there were kicks. His solo was fine. But, again, his posture just wasn't there in this dance. Mm-hmm. Which... But I... I think it was a really difficult routine. Oh, for sure. Sometimes the judges have critiqued Kim on perhaps not choreographing super difficult routines. So, like, I was impressed in the fact that it was such a difficult dance and that he was doing it, like, pretty well. So I think I was a little bit more forgiving of some of the things. Like, I understood that his shoulders weren't great but because it was so hard you're like oh well they're going for it and that's fine but there were no kicks and that is something that i cannot forgive i'll take your word on not being enough kicks because i 
thought it was fine in that regard. Yeah. Len gives it an 8, 9 from the outsides, and he scores a 26 out of 30, 54 for the night. Enough to put him solidly safe. And then, the semifinals. They begin with a mambo. It's, I liked this package, because I love a, we are really busy, we have to go rehearse on the set of something else, and I just imagine, imagine being a crew member, or I know. like an on-camera person, and you just have to watch, like, Warren is gonna take a break and go dance off on the side. Mumbling again. He's probably messing up his makeup. We're gonna have to go touch it up, but I can't fault him because he needs to squeeze it in any any chance he can. I know because they are talking about doing like ESPN Today or Inside or Inside NFL, Inside the NFL, some show. Yeah, and like it's literally them like on the set rehearsing, and then it's him in front of the camera and it's like god think about i mean just think about that i when i start my work day i'm like oh i need like 10 minutes to myself and drink a little coffee and blah 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 and these people are like oh no i am going to be learning a routine and then sit down and do my job and sure because i've talked about the artifice of this show earlier this season and part of me thinks okay are they really in a commercial break or like a filming break are they rehearsing the mambo but why else would they fly out at least a crew member and kim to do this if they're not actually rehearsing and actually filming material they aren't so there's there is a an air of legitimacy in this so Mm -hmm. i really enjoy those uh the beginning of this mambo it looks like kim almost kicks an audience member in the head which I found entertaining. (laughs) I liked it. I like him. The one thing I didn't love, but I also was impressed by, is at one point, because this is a mambo, Kim does a backbend, like, onto Warren. And Warren takes off his jacket, throws it to the side, and then remembers, oh, I better kick Kim back up. Which... I thought was so much fun that she was just there the whole time, and then they did a cheeky little end to it. Did taking off the jacket last forever? Yes, it did. Yes. He needed to get it off so much quicker, but it's clear that's how much time was choreographed for it, because that's when he kicks Kim up. Mm-hmm. So, maybe he never should have had the jacket to take off. No. Because it sort of killed the momentum of the routine it really did because i genuinely was like oh crap like he fumbled the jacket this is taking forever but then you're exactly right like but he kicks kim up at the right time so it's like i don't know if maybe he was meant to do a shimmy or so i don't know but it just it it is you're like and that was kind of the problem with the finale is it's like things were the fine semifinals. And then there, the semifinals the semifinals because things were great and then there would be like this weird and you were like is that a hiccup it did something go like it just was so odd and i am just coming off of a conversation with my mother where we're talking about disney plus and it, 
Dancing with the Stars moving there. And she goes, I want to watch an old season and then listen to your podcast. And I am going, oh my God, the season three, episodes eight through 10 are some of the best dancing you will ever, the best consistent dancing you will ever see. So I have that in my brain. And then I'm watching this episode and being like, this is garbage. I'm glad you were able to talk to your mother about the Disney Plus Dancing with the Stars move. So for this mumbo, I, I do I agree. I could... This this semifinals is disappointing. It is. It absolutely is. And then nobody is good person. enough. Only one person steps up to bat, and he's mm, this person is benefiting from other people dropping. It's just oh, it's but no. This so... person this person benefits from finally everything clicks. But we'll talk about him. We'll so. talk about it. So I thought the mambo. I could have used more hips. I thought he needed to let loose on some of the shimmies. He was a little flat-footed in times, but it was good, not great, and he had a lot of fun out there. 24. 8. I feel like I am bringing such a horrible energy right now, but, like, I can't help it. I am who I am. Speaking of a strange energy, Warren and Kim's jitterbug. Just like his jive, his posture is so questionable. Yes, questionable at best. There were just so many parts of this that, and, you know, they had talked in the previous weeks when they did the jitterbug, the first go-round, how it's cartoonish and it's overly animated and things like that. And there were so many moments of their dance where I was like, I don't know if they're overselling. I don't know if they're over-exaggerating, but it just looked weird and borderline uncomfortable. Like some of Kim's facial expressions when like, I think he had lifted her and she's like supposed to be, you know, acting like she's mad that she's on his shoulders, but it just looked weird and out of place. And so I just like, it was just an odd energy to it, but he was really performing, which is one of his strengths. So I thought he did that well. It was just odd. I think his feet could have been sharper. Overall, I enjoyed the dance. They had a really good slow section that I enjoyed where they had a good contrast of fast and slow. But, like, I just... And this is where I was disappointed because I was like, I have been a relatively big Warren fan and I'm leaving this week being like, well, I don't... I just feel weird about it all. Even though I'm disappointed in the dances, I just finally have turned a corner of, I just really enjoy watching him. And then here Uh I go criticizing all the dances, but I like him. Yeah. Because for me, I, just like the jive, had high expectations. He didn't meet them, but I thought he was fun to watch. It just wasn't as explosive as I needed the dance to be. Mm Mm-hmm. But I like him as a personality and as a presence on the show. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how I feel. Maybe you're making me question. <laughs> you're basically making me not like Warren. <laughs> Is that what you wanted? 
know. I don't know what I wanted. But now I'm like, good. If I'm going to go down, I'm taking everyone down with me. But like, no, now I'm now I'm internally disappointed and mad at myself for making you feel that way. But I'm also like, see, isn't it weird? I just I just don't know what I'm bringing to the table this episode, Chris. (laughs) What if I told you that your jumpsuit looks really good since you sent me a video of you in a jumpsuit? Doesn't it look so pretty? I'm going to see Phantom of the Opera and Wicked on Broadway in that jumpsuit. Can't believe you're not wearing green to Wicked. Well, I'm a Galinda girl, so. <gasps> then why aren't you wearing pink? Although I guess she does the blue, like the blue Glinda gown. Yeah. Girl, you are going to have to give me so many reports on Brittany Johnson because I want to. She apparently is so good. I've heard. Stay tuned for Broadway talk. You know who else is so good? No, no, wait. 9, 8, 8, 25, 49 out of 60. Yeah. You know who else is so good, Katie? (laughs) Brooke Burke and her partner, Derek Hobb. In week eight, they perform. If we're talking about so good, just say Brooke Burke. Yeah. I am already bringing such a weird energy, so let's just do it. I am not into Derek's shenanigans. I'm so over it. And I'm really nervous because I know this is, like, the start of Derek. And so it's like, if I'm already this annoyed, I might be insufferable by the end of Like, why does he, like, pop up from below the camera at one point? With Samantha. I don't know. Because he's annoying. (laughs) (laughs) You want to know my answer? (laughs) Yeah. It, it, okay. They do a tango in week eight. It's obviously phenomenal because it's Brooke. The precision is unreal. It Mm -hmm. felt slinky. Mm -hmm. And I was bored. I lacked connection between them. Oh, none. Non-existent. That's what I needed. I was like, they're both dancing intensely, which is great. They seem to be in two separate worlds. Yes. I literally, I got no emotion from her. No connection. She is obviously really good, but it just didn't quite pack a punch. For what it's These worth, it's so good, but I was harsh on it because I had no connection. And the end, the way that she was angled as she was moving was kind of weird to me. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it's danced so well, but I felt nothing. Yeah, literally nothing. Because I felt nothing between them. I also hate the package and a lot of the comments towards Brooke in these two weeks are really centered around Carrie Ann's, you're basically one of our pros now. I hate when they do that because then they're like, oh, I have so much pressure to dance as well as the pros. You have, I, the pro, will treat them like a professional, even though they are still an amateur. And then the judges are like, "Hmm, I expected a lot more because you're basically one of our pros. It's, It's all so unfair. It is. I completely agree. Tens from Weepy and Dopey. Eight from Grumpy Len. Twenty-eight 
I was a little bit surprised. I mean, not shocked, but like I was a little surprised because this tango absolutely had an Argentinian feel to it. And so I thought the judges might score it a little harsher because they have done that in the past on tango. I think Len did. I think Len did, but, like, I remember Bruno previously has told some contestant, like, that felt like an Argentine, but and I, he took I, the point I, off. I think Bruno, in general, tends to like when there's a little bit of Argentinian flavor, because doesn't For Bruno sure. comment on that? Yeah, he does. Yeah. So I don't think Bruno is somebody to take off for Argentinian. I think it's Len who will do that. Mm-hmm. But you might be right. Who knows? And honestly, who cares? <laughs> True, true that. Their second dance, which is supposed to feature a solo from the contestant, <laughs> is a <laughs> mambo, which starts with a Derek solo and then leads into a Brooke solo, heavily <laughs> featuring her hips, which are completely obscured because she is standing in front of the judges' tables. So obviously the judges have monitors and they can see different angles. But I was literally so I'm mad. I was so mad at this solo because it is directly in front of the judges' table. And she's doing it like fine enough she's just kind of like shaking her hips as she like slinks down the judges table and then all of a sudden Derek's back out with her and they get through the dance and so the dance is done and I'm like where in God's green earth was her solo was it really just her shaking her hips in front of the judges in which they could not see it and I was like are you kidding me? She is so capable and Derek is a good choreographer. So why was she not having an actual solo out there? And why was it this like hidden thing? What are we doing? My favorite thing that you didn't quite touch on is after Brooke's solo, somehow we managed to get a second Derek Huff solo. Did we really? Yeah, because it becomes, he does his slide across the floor to get to her, and then he dances a little bit more, and she's down to meet him. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Somehow, we got two Derek solos bookending Brooke's solo. It was infuriating. Uh, Brooke's wig got in the way of her performance. She didn't look like she was having any fun. Uh, It... I didn't particularly like this one. I loved it, clearly. (laughs) But you know what it does have? It has a Derek Huff crotch bob. Yes, it does. And it, did she mess it up? I don't know. I think she kind of messed it up. Once again, do I care? No. All nines for a 27. 55 out of 60. She's in the lead. Good for her. But guess what? She's about to tumble. Because it's time for her worst dance of the season. It's bad. So Brooke and Derek dance a jive. Uh, She doesn't dance at the start. Uh, She gets completely outdanced by Derek. Yes. It's... It's just a, it's a mess. It's a mess choreographically. She 
is a mess in execution. Yes. Derek is, oh, maybe he's not overdancing, but compared to what she's giving, it makes him read as overdancing. None of it works. No, it, my first note was just, oh no, because it's, I mean, from the jump, it is not good. It is riddled with mistakes. She looks so unsure of herself. I don't know if she like straight up forgets the routine but it almost appears as though she forgets the routine at times i i think she does yeah it it just it's it's good to see that she is human and that she is not this like unstoppable force but for it to come in the semifinals and for it to be the first dance of the semifinals just sets us off on such a weird tone and then you know a couple dances follow it just it it's a weird one folks and so on the first underarm term something goes wonky she looks overwhelmed the frame looked weak timing got way off it it's not a great choreographed dance like you said which is kind of surprising it's just it's just unfortunate and it's just bad and it's all sevens for brooke 21 her lowest score by far. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. And then Carrie Ann is like, you did a blatant lift that's so disrespectful in the semifinal. I roll. Because that means she would have given it an eight. Yeah, and it was not even close to an eight. I mean, it could have seen sixes. It could have. I genuinely. Maybe it should have. At 21, I was like, this feels overscored. Especially for a professional to do a dance that poorly. Wow. (laughs) Then they dance a salsa. And don't call it a comeback. But she's wearing fringe pants. So that's always a good start. Loved the fringe. It was gorgeous. And for her legs and what she does with them in this dance, I was like, great costuming choice. Yes, it was incredible. Would you wear a pair of fringe pants? Absolutely, I would. I've said that multiple times. Okay, I have a dream for you right now. Yeah. It's your wedding day. Yep. It's your first dance. Yep. And it seems like you're dancing something slow. I don't know, like... I've had the time of my life. Yes. Something like that. Uh, All of this is 100% accurate. And then the fast part of that song starts. (gasps) And we just suddenly, uh uh-oh, we've ripped off the bottom of your skirt. Yes. Of your, or not even your skirt, the bottom of your beautiful wedding gown. Yes. And it disappears, and underneath... You have a tearaway, you had a tearaway wedding dress the whole time, and underneath you have gold fringe pants. Do we think they should be gold or do we think they should be white? Should they be silver? Oh, I'm going silver. Okay, so you have a pair of, like you, what if it's just a whole tearaway dress and underneath is a whole silver fringe outfit with fringe pants? And And you just... My do this thing. Spins me away from him into your waiting <laughs> arms, and we finish off our first dance. Okay, that's a little farther than my dream for you was going, but I do love it. That's where my dream is. 
There's there's no bad dream when it's a dream of fringed pants. It's just like the rational part of my brain is like, that's obviously never going to happen. But the irrational part of my brain is like, but why not? Back to the salsa. I loved the fringe, obviously. She had beautiful lines, fabulous hips, mm. hips, good lifts or tricks or whatever you want to call them. Because I don't know if they were quite lifts. But I still thought that she looked hesitant in some of her movements. And it was wildly entertaining. But I knew because she was executing it well, it was going to score highly. And so then I was just frustrated because I was like, as much as I am enjoying this and as much as I think she is doing this well, it does not quite feel like a 30 dance to me. And I really thought that's where we were going with this. I disagree. I thought she was clearly much more in her element. I thought her performance was there. I thought the way she just on her face and in her body, I thought she was executing everything so well and it just felt so much better. A really fun performance. Like you said, her lines were so good. This was choreographed great for her. I loved this. This was a return to form. It scores a 28, a 10 from Len nine from the outsides and so she ends the night tied with warren on 49 out of 60 which is just crazy crazy considering she saw 21 for her first dance yep and finally who would have seen it coming the leader going into the finale are lance and lacy a landslide lead in the finale. It's an eight-point lead. It's nuts. In week eight, they begin with a foxtrot. And Katie, aren't you so glad that they finally decided to change their strategy? They're going to dance traditionally this time. Yes, and every time they do, guess what? I enjoy it. And I find myself being like, wow, this is lovely. I'm annoyed by all of it. I'm annoyed by the trappings of all of it. I'm annoyed at how you're selling me on it. I'm annoyed that you couldn't just do this from the jump. They have their whole, like, you know, our thing the first couple weeks is that we wanted to stand out and we wanted to be memorable. And it's like, you know how you do that? Just be flipping good. Just have a good routine and dance it well. Play the rules and I'll remember you. But because you wanted to break the rules constantly, oh my god, I think you've changed your tune on Lance Bass and I am going to be so mad. You have no idea some of the notes that I specifically have written down about you in Lance's dances. And that's not even a joke. And in the Foxtrot, I thought they looked beautiful. And I don't know what this energy is that I'm bringing yet again, but I'm bringing it, okay? I thought his frame looked great. They had a fabulous connection. They were matching each other's energy. He was light on his feet, and it was a job well done. And I will say this, I thought that the dance itself felt very quick, and it felt like it was over, like, before it even started kind of thing. So I love everything you said. Solid, easy, charming. One thing you said in whatever that was... (laughs) Was, oh, if you play by the rules, I'll like it. It'll be memorable. You'll stand out by it being good. They followed the rules. They did a good dance. I thought this was completely unmemorable. 
Well, I mean, you're not, like, wrong. <laughs> okay, because I thought, I guess I just interpreted the words that you used as, oh, if you dance a good dance well, and then you were like, this was a good dance, danced well, and followed the rules, I'll remember it. So I just assumed that meant that this was a memorable one, but apparently apparently you're not even playing by your own rules. Correct. <laughs> That's fine. Okay, I'm done talking about this one. Nine eight nine twenty six. Yeah, I literally had I had nothing here, so I loved the energy you were bringing. Can't wait to find out why we hate me right now. Um, there's Samba. His solo had the most actual steps and content content to it. Yeah, what? What? What solo are you gonna say had more content than his? Brooks. I didn't think her, to be fair, I didn't speak up at the time. I didn't think her solo was that lacking. It's like you can't trust anybody these days. I just thought his solo had the most actual steps and content to it, but he looked awkward. But like, Okay, awkward. that I'll accept. His posture was bad. Yeah, his posture was bad and he didn't look right, but like I applauded him for actually doing what the judges were intending the solo to be. They had a forward-facing blink-and-you-miss-it-samba roll. I loved mm-hmm. that. He had no hips. He was a little bit too bouncy, and I felt like he needed to, like, plant or stick his feet a little bit more. It was fine. It was fine. When it ended, I didn't re- I literally went back to watch a couple parts, because I didn't remember a single thing when it was done. I, like, didn't take notes. And I wondered, like, is it me? Because at this point, I was wondering if... Because I was not liking most of the dances. So I was just like, am I out of this? Is it me? And I, I think to myself, no, it wasn't. It was just weeks eight and nine aren't very good. Yeah. Uh, but I, I didn't like their musical selection for the Samba. I was not super into this one. Yeah. And the judges are equally divided. An eight from Carrie Ann, a seven from Len, and a nine from Bruno. 24... So they have 50 out of 60 in week eight. Okay, week nine. Now are we about to talk about me? Um, in the last year. I'm I, Okay, because I'm, I'm like getting worried about what we're about to say about me. No, it's nothing bad. It was, I wrote that I was worried about you. And so it felt like you were being like, it felt like you were maybe more a little bit team Lance. And so I was like, oh my gosh, like I was so worried. I was afraid about the things I would say about his second dance and I'll get to it when we get to it. And maybe I didn't have to be nervous. We'll get there when we get there. No, I'm starting to think you maybe should be nervous. We'll get there when we get there. We'll get there when we get there. Okay. Does that mean you're not going to like either of these dances? Well, I'm... Katie, Katie, just tell me. Tell me, do you not like these dances? No, I... Well, I don't... I... I liked them. (laughs) But... But... Okay, their first dance of the night is a mambo. And I thought he looked really good in the NSYNC session sections his feet had great energy i thought it was an entertaining routine but it it lacked refinement no no 
And so I just was like, this was the first good routine of the night. He performed fourth. And so we had gone through the horrible drive. We had gone through a kind of wonky paso. And then we went through like an okay mambo. So then this this mambo comes out and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm really enjoying it. But is I was like, I feel like he's benefiting from a boring night of dancing. Yes, maybe he benefits from looking even better in comparison, but I think this is every bit deserving of its score. I think he finally reaches the potential he always could have had in week nine. He peaks in the semifinals. Um, Oh, 100%. And it's, and it's, he looks good, but I don't think he looks outstanding. This dance is fast and furious. It has a lot of varying content, a lot of mambo moves, some things that are a little less mambo done in a lot of fun ways, a lot of variety. I was so just into the routine. One of my favorite bits is she does a backbend, much like Kim did in Warren's. She does a backbend. He's supporting her. And then he like moves away and does yes. a few dance moves and she's just still there. And then he goes back and like kicks her to get her back up. Yes. It's so much fun. It's, it's that little bit of cheekiness and it's something exciting and inventive. I just, the whole thing worked so well. Lacey looked overjoyed. She looked overjoyed listening to the judges finally saying, Lance, you have arrived. He, This was so good. It was so good. The thing is, here I, in a weird way, because I'm not Team Lance, because I've been so anti-Lance for so long. But this makes me be like, see, this is what I always wanted of you. And it makes me less want to be on Team Lance because they so often didn't meet this. Yes. Because it makes me mad to think we could have had a whole season of this. That's and we didn't. That's I made earlier. But would I be mad if he does this in weeks 9 and 10 and walks away with the trophy? No. I'd be like, you know what? You did what you had to do when you did it. Fair points. Fair points are being made. This sees a 10 from Carrie-Anne and 9 from the boys for a score of 28 out of 30. Okay, let's talk about the jitterbug. (laughs) Tell me why it's bad. Okay. You're misinterpreting my words. I absolutely loved this jitterbug. And I... Wait, so so what are we doing here? And I was very nervous because you are a known Lance You You thought I was coming in about to say this was bad? And... Because this was a Navy-inspired semifinal performance, (gasps) what does this sound like? What parallels are we going to be making? I mean, he was literally doing the pump-up-the-crowd hand-clapping, and I was like, this is Joey and Edita all over again. This is a fantastic dance. This is so wonderful. 
me being who I am, if someone had like an equivalent of, you know, like if the rules were reversed, I would hate this out of spite because it's not Joey and Edita. And so I was like, oh gosh, no, Chris is going to hate this. I have to be so cautious about how I how I approach this. And instead I've just been like goading you and just building it up. But I loved the dance. I was just terrified. I literally wrote my first note of this entire dance is, is Chris going to hate this because it's giving major Joey vibes? Probably. Katie, you and I are not the same person. And I don't think most people would reasonably say, hmm, this is too much like this, therefore I hate it on principle. I am who I am. There's no changing it. Now, that, I I suppose I say that, and then I'm like, hmm, how many times did I say, this feels like it's trying to be Eminem 2.0's freestyle. Bad. How many times did I say that? Probably a few. A million. So maybe you did get me dead to rights. But also think about think about me watching Bindi and Derek's Dirty Dancing. Dance. That feels totally different. I guess you're right. That is a little bit different. And in a weird way, I think it's totally different with the Eminem thing. Because there's good, there's great, and there's Meryl. So Correct. that's the only thing I will ever be so precious about. But the Joey one was so good. Yes. Yes, it is. I did not make it on. <laughs> what I think is funny is I didn't particularly get like Joey Edita <laughs> vibes from this. I, I, I hear what you mean, the like pumping up the crowd, but that fits more in the jitterbug than it really does in that routine they did. Oh, yeah, but like. It feels carbon copied. And so I, I see. Like, I did not notice that, and I did. I I got no Joey Edita at all. So when you started this whole thing, I truly did not know where we were going. <laughs> well, all of this to say, I absolutely loved this dance. I thought Lacey matched his energy so mm-hmm. well. He loses a shoe. And still does incredible. I mean, it's it's just, it's so good. And this is where I was like, oh my God, do I want Lance to win? One good week does not a winner make. Well, 100%. But I was caught up in the moment. Yeah, just like one bad week does not, like one oh, bad week from Mario did not make me say Mario should never win this season. Uh, but so this isn't enough to make me say hmm he shouldn't win but he's peaking at the right time in a way that if he can have a great finale I wouldn't be mad at it I'd be mad we didn't get that longer Uh, in ways that Warren's wasn't this had both control and was big it was so exciting I watched several times because at first you can't really tell who loses the shoe but I have no idea how it flies off Lance's foot I I went back a lot and I could not figure out how it comes off Uh, I kept staring at both of their their feet being like well who lost the shoe Mm -hmm. and I mean you can obviously tell that it's Lance who's in just a sock but I, I don't know how the shoe flies off his foot 
the best thing about this dance is that at times it threatens that it's about to spin out of control and it never does. So it is that loopy and fast paced and cartoonish, but it always manages to skate by in a very planned, correct way. Well executed. It's great. And then Len manages to do a great zinger where he says, Lance, I told you not to go barefoot again, uh, which I just thought was so funny. I laughed really hard that Bruno says, oh, Lacey, you were clearly so inspired by On the Town and Gene Kelly. And I'm like, Lacey probably has no idea what that movie is. So... Um, (laughs) I loved that Len said, I told you not to dance barefoot. And Lacey immediately goes, he's in a sock! (laughs) Yes. (laughs) It's all, it's just so fun. They are, they are finally so positive with Lance and Lacey. They get to have fun. It's just a great time. Len still gives it a nine, but it scores 29 out of 30. So Lance only loses three points on the night. He is at 57 out of 60, an eight point lead. It's unreal. I mean, who would have ever seen that coming Mm -hmm. now of course those scores don't roll over so you have to have another good week and you imagine brooke is not going to falter that hard again no warren not in the finale yeah you could you could think that warren's scores are probably about where you'd expect them to be but lance overperforms yeah warren underperforms a little bit yeah. Lance way overperforms and Brooke way underperforms. Yeah. So it's chaos. Just like us. <laughs> Just like whatever this is. If you want to let us know whatever this is, you can rate us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And of course, you can subscribe and find us on any podcatcher and recommend us to your friends as we head into next week's finale of season seven. If you are wondering who we would give our jaunty seven to, you oh, can tweet us. At Katie, no, we'll, we'll, we'll do that part. <laughs> All right. So who are you giving your jaunty seven to? I would probably have... Oh, God. I might have to give it to Lance. Lance and Lacey. Yeah. yeah who? Because everybody else underperforms. Yep. Yep. And Katie. That means... Uh-oh. What order? Who's your third place finisher? Well, if... Okay, so can I... No, no. Just... Who is your third place finisher? Warren. Second. Lance. Winner. Brooke. So, yada yada, Apple Podcasts rating, Spotify, set it. <laughs> what would you do for your 3-2-1? God darn it. Um, I mean, I would probably go Lance, Warren, Brooke. Okay. But if Lance has a really good night, I would put him above. Lance just, you you know, I've had a lot of thoughts on Lance. We've had a journey. I know. I know. Okay, now, podcast, rating, podcatcher, recommend to your friends.
Find us on Twitter at JMP Pod. Find us on Facebook at Just Meaningful Plastic. Find us on in- Instagram at JMP.pod. What is it that I said about chaos? <laughs> it's us. Chris, I love you and I like you. Katie, I hear you and I see you. And of course, stay tuned for an all new episode of Samantha Who? Coming up next. <laughs>